0: Welcome to Been Worthy the Podcast, a special conversation series that provides a safe space for women of color to share their worthy aha moment. I'm your host, Dominique Clark. And sis, I'm here to remind you that you've been worthy. Worthy Beauties, welcome to Ben Worthy, the podcast limited series, God Therapy Yoga Wine, featuring my good sister-in-love, Renee Clark. Hey, sis, hey. Hi. <laughs> so listen, we decided to invite you into our sister talks, conversation we've had about black women and sisters that have moved our relationship forward and our lives, and of course, I'm excited about it. So Renee, tell us a little bit about God Therapy Yoga Wine. Yes, so God Therapy Yoga Wine is a community forum where we inspire women to pursue their passions Mm -hmm. and live out their purpose now by providing them with best practices for self-care and to implement to their routine, um, but also helping them have resources to actually operate in their purpose on a daily basis. Now listen, we know that you can't operate on purpose, in purpose, without love being in the mix somewhere. So this episode is about waiting on love Mm -hmm. and i love this topic we've had some heavy topics real serious topics and this one i think may be a little lighter but it's also a necessary component when you're talking about the woman and all of our many layers and all the things and so i'm excited to chat about it so what is love to you and have you found it or been in it so love to me, well, there are different types of love. So if we're talking about romantic love, romantic love to me is being in partnership with someone who sees you fully um, and it doesn't expect you to change from the core of who you are and that they love that about you and they love um, they love the core of you. So that is what love is to me in a romantic love is being able to be all of you um, and be in that fully. Yeah, yeah, and so I have had that, and I am in that. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's refreshing. Um, it allows me to operate in my highest self. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I am secure in who I am because they affirm that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. I don't know that I want to add much more to that, but mm-hmm. I do feel like what I have found love to be for myself is similar to that, in addition to just being seen completely mm. and wholly and being loved and seen as enough just as you are. Um, and that is reciprocated mm-hmm. on both ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you guys have followed me, um, been following me in my journey, my work, since before been Worthy, you know that I was a certified matchmaker and relationship coach for like nine years full-time, helping amazing singles all across the country Find the loves of their life, their lives. And it was an incredible journey. But child, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard because you're literally trying to help someone accomplish something in a matter of months and sometimes weeks that they haven't been able to accomplish in their entire life. Right. right. You know what right. I mean? And so it was hard. I loved it. It was hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But that experience taught me so much about love. It taught me so much, even though I cannot necessarily relate to dealing with and navigating like single life since I've been with my husband since 16. um, But I learned so much about the struggles, the highs, the lows of what my single girlfriends and clients had experienced. And I was able to find ways to help them. Um, And in the end, it's the greatest reward when you see somebody finally in a relationship where they're loved, respected, appreciated, valued. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, that reciprocity is going on and they finally feel like, man, I didn't know love could happen for me, but it did. Yeah. And look at God. (laughs) For this topic, because I love love, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to experience it, and everybody is deserving, yeah, and they should experience a great love at least once in their lifetime. And so, when I think about great love and like what inspired or what motivated me, I think about like those '90s black movies and films, right? That yeah. we grew up watching, like yeah, all those classics. Great, yes, classics. some great classics. Okay, so what movie, what classic black love romantic movie or whatever uh, established your relationship goals early on? So, I, we, it's so funny because you you had to prep for this guy, so we talk off camera. <laughs> and so there's a couple, but I'm going to do the one that I really, now if I'm sitting here in this moment, and I'll explain why. But I would say it's waiting to exhale. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the early teenage Renee, I didn't know what was going on. But now as an adult Renee, if I look back, and that's a movie now, I still watch it. So I yeah. put it on, it comes up, you know, I'm not plugging Netflix, but you can right. see everything, Hulu, all these channels. So I've been watching it and it's like, oh my God, I have seen a little bit of me in each of the four women in that movie yeah. um, over my adult life. And so what I love about it is while necessarily at the end of the movie, You don't get, you know, you get a snippet of Angela and Wesley that they might get together. Right, right. But what you see is the beauty of sisterhood in the love process Mm -hmm. and how even though each of them have had these different attempts, different experiences, they're doing the work on themselves and with each other so that they can be prepared. And so I'm like that's what, like, that's love. Like, that's yeah. the beauty, right? Because I also think, if not in a romantic, but love can be your your friendships and your girlfriends. And I have some a couple of my girlfriends who I say are like my soulmates because they've been with me through it all you know and so I think that has been like my favorite because you know you got the sassy of Lila Rashawn's character <laughs> the <dog laughs> the one then you got the Angela Bassett who's holds it down and That's then you it. know she's gonna set the car on fire you got the Whitney who's like dabbling in a relationship that she know not the healthiest for her That's but like it. I'm gonna believe what he say and you got Loretta Devine who's like I just want to be loved so you have like all these pieces of um, and I think it's a reflection of all women at some point have had some of those experiences. Yeah. Okay, so Waiting to Hex is mine. Yes. What about yours? Okay, so mine is hands down Love and Basketball Girl. <laughs> I know all the words to this movie, front and back. I can reenact every scene. That is also when I fell in love with Sonal Lathan mm-hmm. as an actress. Um, I feel like we got to see, this is not about love, but we got to see a different side of her and her playing a challenging role, because she wasn't a basketball player, you know? Um, So I just love all aspects of that movie, but more so, you know, it established relationship goals for me, because it really mimicked, in more ways than one, the relationship and how the relationship started with my husband. 16, we both were basketball players, met in high school, um you know all the things liked each other kind of you know toyed around it with it didn't really see each other as for at first as like a romantic interest you know but then it kind of happened and it was like yeah this was supposed to happen like we know each other inside and out all the things went on to college we're still together then there was a Rift in the water, Mm -hmm. just like in the movie. Then we found our way back, and they started a family. We started a family. Now, you know, everybody's living happily ever after. But uh, I love that movie, and I feel like it just pulls on my heartstrings in every way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But sometimes we watch these movies and we romanticize them, and we think that this is how it should play out in real life in my life. Right? And so in this episode, as we're talking about waiting on love, waiting on love and waiting on love, the way it should look and feel for you, mm-hmm. Not necessarily what you've seen on television or in a movie screen because that it's re- unrealistic and right. it is fictional, it is. right? And so I wanted to talk about the landscape of love now and how much it has changed. Um, I know off camera we talked about even just in the music that we listen to and that's created around love. We grew up with like Luther and who else? Um, all the all the band the the groups. There's R and B groups. groups right? Earth, Wind and Fire. Mm-hmm. We grew up with. We had boys to men. Boys in our area, to right? men. I'm men thinking condition. Of Nick Condition Joe. Mm-hmm. And they were like singing about, I want to love you yeah. I w- in all the right ways, yeah. you know. And there was so much mystery. Like you, as kids, we didn't really know what they were talking about, but we knew we probably shouldn't have been singing all the lyrics, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it felt good. Yeah, The music felt good and it took you on somewhere and you wanted to like, wow, I want that. I want a man. I to, want that feeling. I want, yes, I want that feeling. And so today it's a little different. Yeah. The music is a little different. What we see on social media and, you know, in our culture, um, the American culture now with how how love and relationships are presented, it's so different. So I kind of wanted to explore that for a little bit and how the landscape of love has changed. Yeah, I think um, that was probably the, one of the scariest things for me, kind of having a transition in my romantic life because I was like, I don't know what it's like to, you know, you have apps now.
1: Yeah. Dating apps. You have dating
0: apps. You have the social media layer with things. And so, I think the the scary part becomes when do I present my real self? Mm. Because now, everything I put out there, you have access to. So, it's almost like I have to be perfect to get your attention. Oh. That's not real. As opposed to people like, oh, I'm in the grocery store. So I might have on my sweats, no makeup. Right. Now I don't wear a scarf out. But like hair might just be slicked down out with a full curl. It's different than as soon as I meet you, you go into to my Instagram. It's like every picture, you know. And so I criticize. it's criticized. Yes, it is. And so there's the pressures of trying to already be everything Mm. before a person even knows you. That's a lot of pressure. And I, I think that's unfair. It's really unfair and it sets people up for failure, Um, especially if you're trying to, you want a meaningful relationship, right? Mm -hmm. You want somebody to know you um, for the core of who you are. Um, But then also, too, right? Let's be real, other than people who get caught by like TMZ and Shade Room, (laughs) who's really putting the real pieces of their relationship in the public eye, right? Right. So everything is dressed to like photos, everybody's smiling it should look like this or you have celebrities who get all, the, right, which, you know, th- their lives are just at a different, you know, level, right. but you know, you give them pieces of land. She got a Birkin. All oh, Birkin. He, and so it's like, now, now everyday property. women are like, if you're not buying bags and paying rent, well, ma'am, Does your budget allow, are you buying, like, you want a Birkin, but are you buying Ferraris? Like, I'm confused now. So, Right. right, so also the expectations of love have gotten different. But here's one thing I need to say just in defense of the women. Okay, so, yeah, we be asking for rent and stuff. But then guys also expect us to be these IG models. Oh, yeah. Boobs and booties, all the things. It's the truth. Yeah. And, you know, looking like... Beat to capacity together all the time, and no, I might just want to have a fresh face, mm-hmm. sweats, and some dunks on. Yeah, can I still be cute? Am oh, I still yeah. attractive? Is that still someone you would look at in passing mm-hmm. by, or are you gonna look at the girl with all the body work? Yeah, no shade to anybody who feels that that was a necessary choice for them. What I'm saying is that what. It seems like a lot of men desire mm-hmm. today are these IG-looking type of models. So women are wanting the rent pay. Men are wanting an unrealistic, you know, woman to look a yeah. certain way and dress a certain way. It's all a little messy and tricky. Yeah. And none of that's sustainable. None of it's If you don't have the core foundations of a good relationship. Attraction is a lot. You yeah. cannot not be attracted to someone. But attraction is not just the physical. No. It's, it's got to be there to some degree. Yeah. But it's not everything. Well, and I think the main attraction is the heart of a person. hmm Because at the end of the day, um, all you're going to age. hmm I mean, you can keep having surgery to each his own. You might hit a bump. Yeah. The market might crash. You might lose a deal. You might lose your job. Like, So how does your heart show up? Right. And that's the thing, and I think that's the part that people have to focus on is doing their heart work, mm-hmm. because it is the small things, the little things, those those special moments that will sustain you in the love, right? But I also think that you can't expect from someone what you don't give to yourself. Yeah, and so I can't expect you to to to, to show me your heart if I'm not willing to show mine. If I haven't done the work on my heart, if I'm not willing to. I'm tell you what I need to be loved. So people have to also be willing to do that hard work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is so important because I think so many people throw themselves into the dating world not really knowing, one, who they are, what they need, and how they need to be loved. So to your point, to then be able to communicate that to somebody, it doesn't happen. But then, when things aren't necessarily happening the way you want to in a relationship, you can't communicate why you're not happy. You can't communicate that, okay, I'm really not getting what I need because you haven't identified what those things are. And you mentioned that, you know, people haven't done their hard work. So while we're waiting, right, some things that, you know, you should be doing is working on yourself. But I know that one of the conversations we've had off camera was, What is the balance like Mm. between what? Where's the line between being healed fully and all the way worked on and feeling like you got it together and still being ready for love? Because you know, the thing is now is you shouldn't date anybody, you shouldn't be in a relationship unless you got all your stuff together. Is that an unrealistic expectation to some degree? Oh, yeah, Yeah. okay. I think, um, and I said this for me because I can't speak for how everyone else experiences it, right. I didn't think I was ready to have a date until my therapy, and, you know, we talked about therapy on these sessions and the yeah. importance of it. So my therapist said, well, are you ready to date? And I said, oh, girl, I must be doing, making some good progress with <laughs> you, you ask right? So I think for me, and not that everybody will do this, but for me, it was the moment of, I guess, the recognition that she had of the work I had done. They're like, these are some things you still need to work on. But like, Renee, I think it might be a good time. But I had done the work at that point to identify my traumas. I had identified my triggers, and I was actively working towards them, right? I had done enough enough work that I could recognize it, and I had put some tools in place, yeah. right? So I don't think – and I, cause I also think the point of you'll never be fully healed. Yeah, yeah. will never be perfect. That's It'll right. never all be right. And I will develop additional new traumas and new triggers because th- life will keep happening. Life happens. But if yeah. I'm actively being aware of them, yeah, I'm not repeating the same mistakes because I've put accountability and good practice in place, I think, yeah, you open yourself up. Right? And you can start responding to things differently in a healthier way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to that point, I, um, you know, with Wes and I, We've been together so so long. I am not the same person that I was at 16. He is not the same person that he was at 16, 20, or 30. Right. You know? And so you had brought to my attention, Dominique, y'all were growing up and learning how to love Yourselves while learning how to also love each other. Mm -hmm. And that's a big thing because we were constantly evolving, becoming who it is that God has created us to be, and still having to decide if we were gonna choose each other in those individual phases as we have grown individually. Now, what does that look like as a couple? Exactly. How do we define our relationship now? For you, for you and he. Yes. And it was at each stage. In high school, you know, puppy love to college and graduation, you know, serious, more serious relationship, engagement, marriage, now parents, you know, everything changes in each of those phases, in each of those transitions of life. And do you still choose each other? Do you still mm. like each other? Do you still, and your needs change. Yeah. So what? even you know, what I needed then at 20 years old, I need something completely now at 35 So are you open to meeting those new needs? Mm -hmm. Have I been aware enough and in tune with myself to identify that things have changed for me? Um, And so I think that's a conversation that needs to happen, too. Whether you've been with someone since you were a kid or you've just been dating since you were young... And are you acknowledging the changes that you're going through Mm. and now with someone else who's also been changing and can you guys kind of meet in the middle and be there and show up for each other with who you are now and most importantly, where you're going? Exactly. So I think it's so important to, you know, really take the time to think about what you need in a partner. And so I'm not saying you have to have a defined checklist, but it's Mm. so important to do your work so you can identify what you need. And that way when a partner shows up or a potential partner shows up, that you're able to say to them, these are the things I need. And if they have them, great. And if not, are they willing to work on them? But if not, they're willing to do the work for you. um, It's okay to kind of move on. Um, But you can only do that if if you really secure in who you are and what you want in a partnership or what you want out of a relationship. So I think for me, like y'all know, I've said it a thousand times already, I started very young with my my husband. So what I wanted while I was waiting, it was different, right? Yeah. Right. At 16, than if I was a single person in my 30s or 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but at 16, I was very clear that I wanted a best friend. I wanted a relationship that extended beyond... Because, see, we were... In high school, like everybody was like, Oh, are you having sex now? Like it was a big thing because everybody was starting to feel themselves, and it was just like, Oh, yeah, I had sex, and you didn't even really know what you were doing. So the other thing was, I Also, you you won't get that from me. like That wasn't going to be the primary reason why you saw, saw me. So I needed to know that it was something deeper. And that was my mindset at 16, which most 16-year-olds don't necessarily think like that. But for me, I'm like, no, you ain't going to fool around over here. Mm-hmm. Um, I took it very seriously. So Wes hates when I share this story, but it's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. When he asked me to go out with him at 16, I said yes, because as kids... You know, somebody asked you, I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go out with you. Like, I'll be your girlfriend. And I said it just because. Like, I knew him through sports and things like that, but I didn't know him know him. Mm-hmm. So I said, yeah, well, I'll be your girlfriend. At the end of the first week of us dating, I broke up with him at, at my locker. <laughs> Bless his heart, I, know, I remember what he had on. He had on this red and black sweatsuit. Cause he walked away so sad and upset with me after I told him I couldn't be with him anymore, and he's like, "Why? Like, what happened? Like, we were doing so good. It's only been a week. A week, a week and right? I said, High well, school relationship. I don't know you, mm. and you don't know me. So how could we have said yes to each other when I don't know anything about you? I don't really know what I'm saying yes to. Yeah, and so. He was kind of shocked, like, girl, we 16. Well, this is, it's too deep for that. But for me, that's how serious I was. So I said, I think we should just be friends. And so it took about a couple days, but after that, he was serious about being my friend. Mm-hmm. We spent the entire next year being best friends, talking on the phone every day. We would then go and date other people, but we would spend more time talking to each other than we did the people that we were dating. And then at the end of that school year, he asked me again, and he said, you know, Will You Be when we were on the phone all night. I'll never forget, I was listening to Beyonce's Dangerously in Love CD. Oh, Lord. And you know, back then, you had like <laughs> the colorful lights in your room. I had like this purple shaded light <laughs> in the dark, thinking of grown, listening to Beyonce's album. And it was like 10 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock at night. And he asked me, and I said, yes. He was like, I was so nervous. And I said, why? He was like, because you rejected me time. And I said, but I know you. I mm-hmm. know your heart. I know who you are. I know your mm-hmm. character. And I know your intentions for me this point are real Mm -hmm. and you wanting me is not because of what I could give you physically it's because you truly care and are interested in who I am inside and that means something to me yeah and so that is what I was doing well while I was waiting I was trying to develop relationship Mm -hmm. friendship with whomever if it ended in a romantic relationship great if it didn't that's fine so for me I wasn't seeking a man Mm -hmm. I was seeking connection. I was seeking friendship and I think that helped me and being able to see that, Oh, this this young man is for real Mm -hmm. as opposed to getting caught up in some some mess. Yeah. That even though I was young, I still didn't have to participate in just because I'm sixteen. I could still have expectations and have expectations of something good because I still deserve that as a young woman. Yeah. So that's what I was doing while I was waiting. I was being a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good place to be you know. Yeah. So at, at 16, you know, so obviously that might look different as an adult. But as a kid, it was important for me to have a relationship, a friendship. And I still think it's important now. I think it's so easy for us to jump into something because I just want a man and I don't want to be alone. You know, and I'm tired of, you know, I want the male companionship, which is great. And we all desire love. I always wanted to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. but I always wanted it to be right yeah. And so, even as an adult, I would tell people, get to know them. No expectation other than getting to know more about them and having a good time. If the result is love, fantastic. You killed two birds with one stone. If it's not, maybe you have a great acquaintance. You can ne- Acquaintance, you can network. Maybe y'all can help each other out yeah. professionally or whatever. But you have a solid friendship, and there's no mess. You know, so... While you wait, if I had to give any advice, I would say seek friendship, mm-hmm. seek genuine connection with someone outside of romantic love, and see if there's something there that you can build upon from there. My little two cents mm-hmm. and long story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what sets you up for a healthy relationship? Well, I think we were kind of hit on that a little bit, what sets you up. I think we hit on it by talking about the work you need to do on yourself, right? I think that's what makes it healthy. I think you spot on being friends because um, life will happen to you. And if you aren't prepared or done the work to have, to be able to come to somebody as a friend. Yeah. Um, For you all to support each other to be each other's biggest cheerleader and supporter, um, it won't work, right? So Mm -hmm. setting yourself up is knowing enough about you, knowing how you – and also knowing how you show up, right? So I think a lot of people do, like, I know what I need, but then what am I willing to give? Yeah, yeah. You got to be clear about that, right? And I think that's some of the work I did if I think about a healthy relationship in my past. um, Relationship is, like, there were places where I wasn't giving, yeah. So I had to be called good. to the carpet and say, that's good. well, Renee, you weren't willing to do X, Y, and Z, but you wanted somebody to do certain things for you. And so we've got to be willing when we are thinking about healthy relationships is, is have reciprocity, yeah. right? Um, and sometimes that reciprocity for the other person will look like you're doing something a little differently that you've done it before. So for sure, doing your work, be willing to know what you're willing to give, what your limits are establishing a strong friendship, knowing yeah. how to be in connection with people, I think is key if you're going to be in anything healthy. Um, yeah. Well, I want to add one more thing, though. What? This is God Therapy on Wine, the limited series. You got to have a little Jesus. Now, Jesus oh, may yeah. not be the reason for everybody's season, but he is for mine. Oh yeah. And I think having God at the center of my relationship makes all the difference. Because that's another level of accountability. Oh, yeah. And I think... And I don't, I don't even say center, you know, you know, um, the person that I'm in partnership with now, we pray every day, most of the times a day. Yeah. And so it is God at the top, the bottom, the sides, and left all around. All around. Because, and you're right, right? Because for me and the woman, and I'll speak for me, for me and the woman that I am, I need to trust that um, my friends are always shocked that in my relationship dynamic, I'm very much more so traditional than you would think. Okay. Based on the life on that lead, like how i am in a workplace and the book like she on it leader leader boom yeah. but when I'm, in, when I'm behind the door um <laughs> what you want for dinner i'm cooking i clean. like uh, yeah and so for me i'm trusting in my partner that i know that you will go you can intercede on my behalf mm-hmm. that when you bring me an idea or an an idea or how you think we should move you've already consulted god yeah so we've so like for me yeah you're right that is key um it is key because I need yes. to trust trust your 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 direction for us yes. because I'm willing to be and that's a whole nother podcast about the word submission. But I'm willing to submit in those ways because that's I right. already know where you're getting your guidance from and we and we're such lockstep, right? So we're such in lockstep with God and so yes. that was my thing. I said like I'm gonna know if you're real about me because God gonna let me like God what? Yep, it's gonna be confirmed. God yes. confirm for me so. The only way you're going to get to me is because you know God. So Yes. Yeah. That's, that's critical. for me. If you are going to lead me and our family, I need to know who you're being led by. Mm-hmm. And for me, it needs to be Jesus. Yeah. I need you to be getting spiritual downloads. I need you to be able to communicate and, like you said, intercede on my behalf. And I need you to be able to pray when I'm not strong enough to do it myself. Mm-hmm. If we are having a riff in our relationship, and somehow we're just not on the same accord. You know how to step in there and get on your knees and be like, all right, God, have your way. Mm-hmm. I give my relationship to you. Yeah. Because maybe we're at a point where we are now lost and maybe don't have the tools to navigate. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But we're willing to give it to God yeah. and allow him to do what he does so good. Mm-hmm. And so God is so important. It has been so important. And I, I love that Wesley and I's relationship was strengthened by the church. We Mm. got married as young as we did at 21 because we wanted to do things, quote-unquote, the right way and not start living and doing all the things. At that point, it was really important to us. And so he has always kind of been, you know, the reason for a lot of the decisions we've made within our relationship. And I think as a result, he has carried us. Mm -hmm. He has sustained us and our relationship I feel so blessed to experience love in the way mm. that I have been. Yeah. Cause not everybody. Everybody gets sick can have that. No. And I recognize how rare it can be and how grateful I should be mm. <laughs> to have that in him and how grateful he should be too. Yeah. And we both are. Yeah. We both are. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We talked about all the things. Yeah, I think, and I think the thing I would add is we talk about waiting for love. I think you can't be scared. I think that is the other piece, right? You have to be I that's something you've always is said. It's scary for people now because you I don't know who you're gonna get and what you're gonna get. Well, I think you don't know who you're gonna get and what you're gonna get if you've not done the work to recognize, mm. right? So you gotta have, I think that's the piece too, and waiting you've gotta be willing to wait and be discerning. I, I, you. You've got to, you got to, and, and your fear will block you, right? So if I'm not going to be open, right, we know that. That's how the world works. Like, what I put out is what I get back. Yes. So if I'm not emotionally available, if I'm not putting out the good vibes, if I'm not showing that, like, God is center of my life, what am I going to get back? Mm-hmm. And so I've got to position myself that, like, what I'm putting out allows for it to flow into me, right? That's good. Um, and that's the key, like I wasn't. I think I used to say, and you know, all my friends who hear this will know. And I, and I, I this was my moniker. I'm doing this thing one time in terms mm-hmm. of a committed marriage, yeah. or whatever. I'm gonna do it one time, and then on my journey, I said. Why Why would I say that? Because what if I am by saying that I am blocking God right. from bringing into my life yeah. what he has for me? Yeah, And maybe that first marriage to this great man and our puzzle piece is not fitting was what needed to happen in my life so that I could learn the lessons I needed to learn to position myself so that when the person comes next, Everything else and my everything else can flourish. Everything so I had to stop saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna one time." Let's see, I'm not a, because. So we got to be careful about what we speak. We got to be careful about what you speak. Yes, and you also have to be careful about your fear around love because you talked about what you put out there. That thing will come to pass. Being scared to engage with love, or being scared to even. Believe that it can mm-hmm. happen. Because some people are like, oh no, because I don't want to set myself up for, for failure or be disappointed. But you got to be willing to put yourself out there and say and claim what you want if you want it to come. Because otherwise, you're right, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you know, good men are it. out there. If you say, ain't no good men out there, they're not because you said so. Mm-hmm. But, they are. Not, but they, are. they are. But they are. But they are. And there is someone, and I. I <laughs> Real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. There is someone out there waiting <laughs> on you. Do you believe in soulmates? Do you believe that there's more than one? I do. Can be more than one. I do. And I think soulmates look different. Yeah. One of my, a couple of my girlfriends, we say we're soulmates because there's something about the connection we have. Like, you're meant to be in my life. Like, yeah. there, there's no other way. Um, I think you can have a soulmate. I, I do believe in soulmates. Yeah. I definitely do. I think because, um, I, I believe in soulmates, but I do feel like I agree that there's more than Yeah, there'd be, be more, more than, than one. Life. I feel like we serve such an abundant God, and he gives love so abundantly that it's almost like selfish to think that there's only one. There can yeah. only be one. And if you don't find that one, then, you know, no, I think you could have great love with more than one person. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um so, yeah. Okay, y'all. Well, we did the love thing. Mm-hmm. I like talking about love. Yeah, because And it's you know what I like, too? That I didn't come on this episode trying to be an expert because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I dabbled in the love space, y'all, and I'm out of it. And yeah. so, but I love being able to talk about love outside of that. Yeah. And just be real about my personal experiences and sharing mm-hmm. yours and things like that because people don't want to be, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm-mm. They want to hear experiences. They want to know that it's going to be okay, even if they're not fully evolved or healed or whatever, and maybe they still have work to do, but yes, love still is possible and can and will happen for you. Give yourself yourself the grace. Give yourself the grace. Mm -hmm. So guess what time it is? Random, random rapids, rapids. okay. Got <laughs> random it. rapids. Random rapids. Okay. So listen, if y'all listen to episode, the episode right before this one, you know that we pulled one random rapid out of the our cute little fish bowl. Um, right after our Jesus talk, and it just wasn't quite time to talk about it yet. <laughs> so we saved it for this episode. It's a little bit more appropriate. Um, if you're not, if you don't know what a random rapid is, this is just us pulling a couple questions out of our little fish bowl to ask each other very quickly as we sum up our episode learn a little bit more about us and maybe even about yourself all right so this one is your favorite sex position parents close your ears laugh out loud (laughs) (laughs) if that's what you wrote on it (laughs) parents close your ears close your ears oh you want me to go first yeah girl i'm asking you first um, I'm not going to explain these. I just going to ask her real fast because <laughs> parents close is ears. And I want y'all to know um, she's being like this. And she was the one who put this question I in the bowl. I'm real. So <laughs> now my close girlfriends know I will have a conversation. Um, reverse cowgirl. Ooh, I like a little reverse cowgirl too. Doggy is a favorite for me. Okay. But sometimes missionary can <laughs> just be Just one. Too. Can you? No. Because <laughs> it's something like like the body contact. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, your turn. <laughs> Look at you. She didn't know what to do after that. I didn't. Oh, what's the type of food that you can eat every day? Mm. What's the type of food that I can eat every day? I don't know. A sandwich? Stuffed olives <laughs> with a martini. Yes. That's, please know me. Yeah. That's exactly what I will eat every day. Stuffed olive. Blue cheese, stuffed olive. hmm Okay, my sister knows me, y'all. That's good. Okay, last one. Oh wait, no, what do oh, you would you eat every day? Italian. Italian, Italian food. food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still fat thing sometimes. So what a great way to end this episode. Right. This question. The best thing about love. The best thing about love is that it's always there, never leaves. Mm-hmm. Everlasting. It's everlasting. It might look different different people different spaces but it's always there it's always there mm-hmm. and you always have access to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. tap in sisters tap in. <laughs> well that's it well y'all know we end each episode with our pip renee tell us what a pip is and what is our pip moment for yes today. so a pip stands for passion inspiration and purpose um and those are the three tenets of god therapy yoga wine so our pip moment for today is i had to take it Real old school for y'all. The pip is love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. It is not envy. It is not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily anchored. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. Always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. Love never fails. That is still one of my favorite verses. Mm -hmm. Favorite verses. All right, y'all. Well, that's the end of this episode. Oh was my it God. good, to it, it was good. We only have one more left. We only oh have one more. You all know, this went by too quickly. But listen, we are so excited that we can provide y'all with this good, good content because we know it's good and we uh-huh. know it's transformative. And we hope that you guys have been able to lean in and engage with it and learn something from it, from us, about yourselves. Um, and we'll continue your own individual journeys, you know, um, as it relates to God, therapy, yoga, and wine. So like every other episode... I do not want you to miss anything or what's coming up next. So if you enjoyed it, tell somebody, sis, like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. Renee, tell us how to connect with God Therapy Yoga Wine. You can find me on Instagram under the handle, the Renee edition, hashtag God Therapy Yoga Wine. Um, We also are on Facebook groups, God Therapy Yoga Wine, and we have a website launching. So please go ahead and subscribe scotttherapyyogawine.com that's right and you know I want you to connect with Ben Worthy online at benworthy.com and on social at Ben Worthy Media as always I love you for listening chat soon